God. Thank you, GE. Whew. Dear God. Dear stars. Dear trees. Dear sky. Dear people, do you know I'm inside all of you? Do you know that God's love is inside all of you and everything? The witness from the color purple shines out a gospel that says God is right there with you right now, no matter what your experience in life, and to rise up and to rise up, God is with you. Whatever your prayer in this moment in time, dear God. Oh, goodness. She started out one way, the song says, but she ended up another. And that was pretty hard because she was living with a fool. Any of you ever lived with a fool before? Any of you ever been a fool before? All right. So you might know what she's talking about, living with a fool. And try to find spiritual transformation when you're living with a fool. It's just hard. Because they don't want you to know you're a spiritual being often. You make the path a little bit more difficult for everyone. Some of us have fools in our lives that we know and can name. Some others may be larger. They may be systems that are fools that we have to struggle against every day. In our scripture today, Abigail was living with a fool. We'll hear more about her story in a minute, but I am attracted to the way Abigail fits in with the color purple story and Miss Seely and what's happening in the life there of this wonderful movie turned musical. And I'm thankful to Reverend Otis Mott III who talked about living with a fool and talked about it with the color purple and then also wrote a dialogue we're here, here in just a little bit. But I love this movie. And I'm horrified by this movie. The story is just so hurtful and so powerful. And I'm thankful for Celie's character in the movie. I'm thankful that throughout the movie she kept saying, Dear God. Dear stars. Dear trees. Whatever was going on in her life, whatever hardship was there, whether her father had raped her and she'd given birth and they'd taken the baby away, whether she was given to a man who abused her for years and years, she still reached out to God. She said, dear God, dear God. One of the most heartbreaking ones for me is when she is walking through town and she sees the baby that was given away. And she says, dear God. I saw my baby today. Dear God, she had my eyes and my father's eyes. Dear God, what do I do? How do I contain all this? How am I loved? Dear God. And she keeps this, even in the midst of her husband always abusing her. Her husband telling her, you're ugly. You're a woman, you're poor, you're nothing. And still Celie says, dear God, dear trees, dear stars. And I love the intimacy of it. Not like a powerful father figure farther away, an authoritarian figure rather ready to punish you, but a dear one. Dear God, let's talk today, God. Let's see how it's going today. 
And Celie didn't stay where she began. She started one place, and she ended up another in her journey in the movie, if you'll remember. She had some help along the way. I love it that one of her helps was from a kiss from Suge Avery. Has a kiss ever helped you along the way? Has, oh, some people are saying yes, I can tell. Someone fell out with the spirit back there, help them. Have you ever been moved along by a kiss? Dear God, oh yes, dear God, give us what I need to take the next step in my life, in my journey, trusting you. Oh dear one, dear God. Then she also got a challenge from Sophia. We heard Lady talk about the challenge where, where Celie had been stuck in the system of oppression she was a part of and she actually recommended more violence. She said, beat him, beat her. She told Harpo, beat her, because that's what Celie knew. And she knew she was a woman and she deserved it, is what she knew. And then she's confronted by Sophia saying, that's not the way it has to be. And that's not the way it's going to be in my home. Have you ever had anyone come and challenge you like that before? You may say it so, but I'm telling you, that's not the way it has to be. It can be a different way. And she con Sophia confronts Celie and says to her, why did you do that? And she said, because I'm a fool. It's because I was jealous of you. Jealous? It's because you do what I can't. What's that? Fight. You fight. So she was jealous, and she couldn't do that, and she saw Sophia was something she may have desired to do but couldn't do, and she responded in the way the system had taught her to, taught her to just say, more violence, beat her. She had heard, you're black, you're poor, you're ugly, you're a woman, you're nothing, so many times that she just thought that applied also to all the other women that looked like her. Maybe you've heard something similar yourself, Maybe someone in your life had negative things to say to you about who you were and tried to define you in some way that you're still trying to shake off, that you're still trying to be free from that past and leaving it behind. On this journey to freedom, what from the past do we need to let go of and let it not come any farther with us? Reverend Otis Mott says this, and I have a slide of it with a quote. Whenever humanity seeks to snuff out the light of divinity bubbling up and burning bright in the spirit of a child, we encounter a mister. Whenever humanity silences the song that is the inherent genius of an innocent child, it's a mister or missus encounter. Whenever bruises or a profane tongue try to tattoo the heart of a girl or a boy, we encounter a mister. We may be able to name some of those in our lives, those who were a mister or missus, who had nothing good to say and only had bad things to say in order to keep power and control over you, the way mister tried to keep it over Celie. But see, Celie had this relationship Dear God. And Celie saw these miracle moments of a kiss, of a challenge, 
and Celie was able to grow. She was finally able to rise up and to threaten Mr. and to say, leave me alone. And I want you to see that clip of that story because I believe it's important for us to know from the color purple, the movie. I should have locked you up and she just let you out to work. The day you plan for me is the one you're going to rot in. See, get in the car, get in the car. Knocked you up on Everything you've done to me, already done to you. I'm here. Whatever you've said to put me under your thumb, I'm here. Dear God, I'm here. Dear God, I think she's saying, I'm coming. Dear God, I'm here. I believe this story of Miss Seeley in the color purple is very close to the story of Abigail. I believe if you look back in the scrolls of the Hebrew scriptures, you could find the scroll in which Abigail, Abigail is story is told in the book of Samuel, and you start hearing her prayers, dear God, start hearing her prayers of a woman that's attached to another fool, and what can she do? Dear God, listen to Abigail's prayers. Daddy said, that I had to go. I was 10 years old when Mr. First started coming around asking Daddy for me. But he said that I was too young. But Mr., he kept coming around every year anyways. And then, when I began to get my womanly business every full moon. Daddy said that I had to go. We were poor and Mr. had money. Mr. gave Daddy four cows and three sheep for me. And Daddy looked at me and he said, you do what he tells you. We need these animals. We need the money. And I remember, I remember riding on the back of a donkey, looking back at the tent that I lived in, watching my old home grow smaller and smaller in the distance. As I departed with a man that I didn't even know, 
I was his now. And I was 12 years old at the time. Dear God, Mr. threw me to the floor. He said, shut up. He smelled. And he made noises. And then he stopped. And he left the tent. And I just looked up at a hole and stared at a bright little star. I guess I'm a woman now. But if that's what it means to be a woman, I think, I think I'd rather go back to being a little girl. <laughs> Dear God, Mr. said that I, I had to give him children. He said that it was my fault that he didn't have any heirs. So he beat me. I'm not going to give him a child. I refuse to bring a child in the world to grow up in the shadows of a man such as him. Oh, dear God. See, mister see him now for who he really is, a fool. He drinks all the time and he stays drunk, so I count out the money to pay out all our debts. And I started putting a little to the side so that when he goes out on his drinking benches and on his spending sprees and, and things get a little bad, we would have a little money to pay our bills. Oh, God. I realize today, I realize today that I'm not going to let Mr. determine my destiny. Some men came by the property and they told me that Mr. had refused some men food, men of Prince David. So I had to intervene. I had to feed them because I knew, I knew what these men would do. I knew that they would kill everybody on the property. And then... I went and I put on my best outfit, got myself together and I went to go pay Prince David a visit. I went to him and I bowed and I said, please, please don't be upset with me for my husband is a fool.
careful what I've done. What? I didn't realize I did it. I didn't realize that I had just called my husband a fool publicly. Me, a woman, property, his enslaved property. Oh God, oh God, I had named him for who he is. Oh, and when I named him, when I named him, all the fear, all the fear just left my body and I was no longer afraid. Oh. You see, I didn't ask for this. I didn't plan this. I didn't ask to come here. I was forced to live this life. So, mm -mm. no, no, Mr. Mr. couldn't put me down any longer. I was determined. I was determined that I would not allow him to destroy me. I am not any of those things that he called me. I am not ugly. I am a child of God. I am a creation of God. I am not a thing. I'm not an object. In fact, my name is Abigail. Yes, and I would not be called girl any longer. My name is Abigail. And Abigail means to rejoice. And I will rejoice every day for the rest of my life. Yes. Lord. How, how do you survive? How do you survive living with a fool? Please, Lord, tell me. Let me know what to do. Oh. I told Mr. I told Mr that I had saved his drunken behind from King David. I told Mr. that I had been stashing money to the side to save his financial ruin. And I told him that he was to never, ever put his hands on me again. And as he drew his fist back to punch me, it was like something welled down inside me. And I put my fingers out, and I looked him dead in his eyes. And it was as though angels had descended from heaven and stopped Mr. right there in his tracks. But he cursed me, and he said, you're poor, you're black, you're ugly. And I stared him back and I told him, I may be poor, I may be black, but King David doesn't think that I'm ugly. 
and Mr. Fail, he dropped right there and died. He died because he could not accept the fact that someone else thought of me not as property, but as a human being. And I didn't know at the time that Mr. didn't have any estate planning. He didn't have any heirs. So that meant that I would get all of his property and all of his monies. I had become the wealthiest woman of Carmel. And it was shortly after that that King David sent men back to the house. They came up on horses and brought a carriot. And they said that King David just wanted to check on me. Said that he remembered my kindness. And said he did not want to treat me as property. But if I would come on the chariot with them, he wanted to make me the queen over all Israel. I started out with a fool, and I ended up with a king. I started out there and ended up here. Thank you, God. Thank you. Dear stars, dear tree, you're in all of us and everything, dear God. Dear God, Celie and Abigail were able in everything that happened to them to go through hell and still be able to stay in contact with heaven. They're able to keep going. And so my prayer today is that we ever have any other people have to endure as much, to fight as much, to be who they are in this world. My prayer, dear God, my prayer, dear God, is okay, let's make that happen faster. Instead of having to endure all of those things that Abigail and Miss Seeley had to endure. And as I was thinking of that prayer, I was thinking about our new young people and what's going on in their lives and schools and where they meet their misters and missus and where maybe they're not being told that they're beloved, that they are beautiful and that God is within them. And I want to share this clip with you because here's one of the young people, I think, who's ready to not wait, ready to now claim who she is before God in this movie, Freedom Writers. Had all summer to read, consider this book. And you know, I thought it would be most valuable to begin with Victoria to uh, give us the black perspective. Victoria? Do I have a stamp on my forehead that says the national spokesperson for the plight of black people? How the hell should I know the black perspective of the color purple? 
That's it. If I don't change classes, I'm hurt this fool. Teachers treat me like I'm some kind of Rosetta Stone for African Americans. What? Black people learn how to read and we all miraculously come to the same conclusion? At that point, I decided. As people of faith, we have to hone our fool detectors. And we have to be ready to call it what it is as, sooner, as soon as we can. And we have to be able to leave if we need to leave. And we need to get as many other people out as we can. So with the saints of Seely and the saints of Abigail this day, I loved it when Seely said, Dear God, I'm here. Dear God, I'm here. Can y'all shout that with me today? Dear God, I'm here. One more time. Dear God, uh, I'm here. Don't let anyone say God's not love within you. Thanks be to God. Amen. And I was made by you And I was made for you I am unfulfilled Without full communion should come forward. Now is the time that we have the opportunity to give. This place has been here so that many of us have been able to find ourselves and God's love here. Give so that the next generation who need this place can find it so that they too can say, I am here. Amen.
God, we come here today with hearts of gratitude, though sometimes we're surrounded by misters and fools. We are grateful for these gifts. We are grateful for the giver. We ask that you instill in us the wisdom to use these gifts so that others too may know that inside of them is God. We ask all these things in your precious name. Amen. Dear God, I didn't ask for this. <laughs> <laughs> 